Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Bebop. Robomogo Wanatron. <laughs> hey, Johnny Cheeseburger. What's the haps? What's the haps? Since when do you talk like that, Bebop? I am ready to go. Tons of energy. Does this have anything to do with all the bits of paper all over the studio floor here? Yep. I just ate about a billion drawings all at once, and now I have lots of brain power. Okay, alright, slow down for a second. First of all, yes, you just ate an entire stack of drawings from the kids at Gray Elementary School in Chicago. These awesome kids listen at school and then draw what they hear, and they are some amazing artists. And we just got a whole ton of drawings from them. A big, big pile. Yep, and I just ate them all. So, this is actually a great opportunity to answer a listener question, Bebop. Seamus, who is seven, and his sister Gigi, who is turning five a week from Saturday, they asked, what happens to the pictures after you eat them? Do they turn into electricity or something? Good question, and I can't wait to answer it. Well then, yeah, just go ahead. Okay, yeah, sure. You see, they don't turn into electricity. I plug into the wall for that. The art gives me brain power. Oh, yeah? What does that mean? Yeah, that's how I come up with so many great songs and so many great jokes and how I get to be so creative. It's the kids' creativity that powers mine. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, and that's how I come up with awesome nicknames for you. Like, I don't know, Hopalong Dressmaker. Hopalong Dressmaker? I don't know if that's a great nickname. Oh, you're right. I need to eat some more art. Great. And while you're at it, could you please sweep up your scraps? All right. Thanks for your questions, Seamus and Gigi. And while Bebop's doing that, let's get into the next episode. If you remember what happened in the last episode, the kids solved the problem of the Might King and were headed off to a new planet as directed by Mr. Sparkles. What awaits them there? You'll find out in the next episode of The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, Season 3, Episode 7, Showtime! Show, what are these things? Yes, that's right. We're back for another edition of everybody's favorite game show, where aliens visit our planet, are tested in a variety of physical, mental, and emotional tests, and if they fail, then they have to go to the fail jail. Let's 
meet our contestants. Up first is a small thing with only two arms and two legs. It's maybe a little bit bigger than a couple of the other things, but definitely smaller than at least two of the things. Tell us, what are these things? Um, my name is Finn Caspian, Chief Detective of Explorers Troop. Whoa, you're a Finn Caspian. Welcome to all of you Finn Caspians who are here to play our game today. My name is Dell. I am, of course, the host of What Are These Things? Things. Finn stared up at the floating alien who was talking to him. It was round and about as thin and large as one of those big trampolines he'd seen videos of, where kids would bounce and flip and do somersaults. It had a pink, almost bubbling skin. It reminded him of the skin that formed on the soup whenever his dad made dinner. It must have had about 30 arms, one of which was holding a microphone. When they'd arrived on this planet, the one identified by the coordinates on Mr. Sparkle's latest stone, there was nothing. Just an empty, barren planet of dust and the occasional hill. But as soon as they'd stepped off their pod, a small arena had erupted around them, and an audience filled with aliens who looked just like Dell suddenly materialized in the stands. Before the explorers knew what was happening, Dell was asking Finn what he was, and then assuming that the explorers were all called Finn Caspian, a whole sort of species of Finn Caspians. So, now that we know what you are, tell me, what is your name? Well, my name is Finn Caspian. We're not all Finn Caspians. We're actually explorers from the famous Marlow 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space. I see, I see. You're trying to riddle me before I can riddle you, aren't you, Finn Caspian? Great strategy, but unfortunately for you, against the rules. Before you get ahead of me, let me tell you a little bit about how this game works. Whenever an alien, that's you, lands on our planet, we play a variety of games with them to test whether they are worthy to stay here. Excel at those games and you may be a welcome guest in our humble home. Fail, and of course, you go into the Fail Jail! Suddenly, a wide chasm opened up in the middle of the arena with an empty cage floating over it. That's the Fail Jail, isn't it? said Finn. You're catching on quickly, Caspian creature. Now, Let's get started with our opening round, Red or Jelly! The crowd went crazy, and podiums shot up out of the ground in front of Finn and the rest of the explorers. Finn's was a little higher than the others and glowed a bright blue. Now, in this game, we will show you various items from our planet, and all you have to do is tell us if it is red or if it is made of jelly. Sound good? Uh, yeah, I guess, said Finn. I mean, that sounds really weird, but 
Shouldn't be too hard. Great! Item number one! A red ball appeared, floating in front of Finn. Is this red, or is this jelly? Looks red to me, said Finn. Correct! Round two. Another object appeared in front of Finn. It looked like a life preserver or a starlight mint with red stripes encircling it. Ah, that's pretty red, said Finn. That is a very pretty red, and you are correct. And now, the final item. Please tell us, Finn Caspian, is it red or is it jelly? And then, floating in front of Finn was some sort of shapeless blob. It wasn't quite red, more of a mauve if Finn had to name it. But purple is made of red, and it didn't exactly look like jelly. Can I touch it? asked Finn. If you want to go to the fail jail, sure, go ahead. Finn thought for a moment. The first two items were red. So there's no way the third item would be red too, right? But then that's maybe what they want him to think. A little reverse psychology. So the actual answer would be red. Except they would probably expect him to think that as well. And so reverse reverse psychology would say that it is definitely not red. <sighs> Said Finn. It's, it's jelly. Final answer. Jelly. Ooh, I'm sorry, said Del. It is not Jelly. It is actually my son, Del 2. Say hi, Del 2. Hey, what's up? And the blob turned around and had a face just like Del's, and it was bright red. Well, that's not fair, said Finn. I, I couldn't see that side. You also couldn't see that my son is not made of jelly. Into the... Fail Jail! Fail Jail! Finn suddenly found himself in the cage, suspended over the deep, dark chasm. Hey! shouted Vale. You can't do that to him. Ooh! Contestant number two! Vale suddenly found himself behind Finn's podium. You are going to play Make That Sound! <laughs> okay, now for this game, you, Caspian Creature. Actually, my name is Vale. Okay, whatever you like, Vale. Vale, this game is very simple. You will hear a sound. And then you have to make that sound. If it matches, you win. If not, you go to the fail jam. Now, here's the first sound you have to make.
Do-dee-dee-ha-do-dee-dee, said Vale. Correct! Here is the second sound you must make. I guess... said Vale. Bingo! And now, this last one, you have to listen very carefully. It goes like this. Okay, said Vale. I can do that. No, wait, listen again. Vale concentrated. No, 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 it's less and more. Said Vale. Judges, can we accept that? Fail jail! Fail jail! And there was Vale in the cage with Finn. Oh, come on! The game played on, but their friends didn't fare much better. Paige had to play a game of dodgeball with another of Dell's kids, but the fact that the alien had dozens of arms made it slightly unfair, and Paige quit in protest. Elias lost in the first round of a game called Who's That Ecky Snort? And even after the game was over, he still didn't know what an Ecky Snort was. And Foggy and Meg both lost games of Which Smells Worse? It was the only time the audience was rooting for the contestants just to make the game end as quickly as possible. But robots, unfortunately, have no sense of smell and neither of them even came close to getting it right. With Mr. Sparkle still inside the Explorer pod, that left just Abigail at the podium. The fail jail cage now hung low over the chasm, groaning as if some invisible wire kept it aloft and was going to snap at any moment. Okay, final Finn Caspian! My name is Abigail. Okay, final Finn Caspian named Abigail. My name is Abigail Obaro, and I am the captain of Explorers Troop 301 of the famous Marlow 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station, and you are holding my friends prisoner. You will release them, and then we will go, and I will not play your games. That's so cute that you think you have a choice, said Dell, suddenly seeming all the more menacing. There's nothing cute about it, said Abigail. You have picked the wrong explorers to mess with, and I advise you to now release my friends so we may be going. Yes, very cute, said Dell. So let's play... Who's the cutest? In front of Abigail, two creatures materialized. They were small, 
furry-looking animals with big hind legs and pointy ears pressed back against their heads. They looked up at Abigail and seemed to be shaking as though they were scared. Oh no, said Finn. They're space bunnies. Abigail isn't going to be able to think straight. Now, young Caspian, one of these creatures is the cutest animal in the universe of purest heart. The other is an evil warrior who lies and cheats and steals and knows no other way. One always tells the truth. The other can never tell the truth. And it will take great pleasure in dropping you and your friends into the deep, dark chasm. Chasm. You may ask each one a single question, and then you must decide who is the cutest. Abigail seemed to be shaking, just like the rabbits. She was nervous, of course, to get this wrong. But she was also so excited about the sudden appearance of two space bunnies right in front of her. How could she ever choose which one was the cutest? There was one with a soft red patch on the back of its neck, and another had just the most adorable white paws. Abigail tried to collect herself. Oh, they're both equally cute. There's no way to tell. Is that your final answer? said Dell, smiling as though he couldn't wait to see the fail jail plummet into the chasm. No, no, wait, said Abigail. Okay, all right, get it together, Abigail. Get it together, Abigail, she said. All right. Bunny number one, the one with the softest patch of red fur that I've ever seen in my life and that I just want to nuzzle so bad. Oh, my- Abigail, yelled Finn. Focus! Right, right, right. Okay, said Abigail. One of you always lies. The other always tells the truth. Okay, I know exactly what to ask. All right, I am here with my son and my editor, Griffin Messenger. Say hi to everybody, Griff. <laughs> That was a very gentle hi, hi, hello. All right, so tell me, what did you think of that episode? (laughs) The suspense is killing me. Pretty good. Pretty good after all that? You just came down on pretty good? Yeah. All right, what did you like about it? Puzzle and game show. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think about the puzzle at the end? <laughs> okay, wrap it up. Pretty good. What do you think she has to say at the end? I don't know. Okay, alright. If one rabbit lies and one rabbit tells the truth, what question could you ask them in order to figure out? This is actually a very famous old logic puzzle called... <sighs> Knights or knaves. That's right. Knights or knaves. So if you're stuck and you want to try to figure it out, you can look up the knights or knaves puzzle, and that will probably help you out a little bit. But if you want to solve it on your own and you think you can solve it on your own, email us at earth at Okay, so another thing about this story 
is that it came from a book that we read, or it was, I should say it was inspired by a book that we read. Do you know what book that was? See You Later, Gladiator. By John Sheska, right? Yep. And what what series is that a part of? Time Warp Trio. That's right, the Time Warp Trio. And in that story, the kind of heroes of that story find themselves suddenly way back in the Colosseum having to fight gladiators. And the story just starts right away with them in the Colosseum. And that's kind of how I wanted to start this story, too. And that's really where your inspiration came from. So that's what you meant by another book next episode. Yeah, exactly. And so that's one thing I just want to talk to you about as well, because you like to write stories and tell stories. And if you're listening out there and you like to write or tell stories, this is a great way to start a story that a lot of writers use. It's called En Media Res, which means starting right in the middle. So rather than you kind of, some stories are great. They start at the very beginning, but sometimes it's really good just to throw your readership or your listenership right into the middle of a story like we did today, where they all of a sudden are in the middle of a weird game show. Yeah, which are crazy dudes who don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> That's right. All right. Any other questions that you have, Griff? Mm, not really. Okay, then what time is it? Jokes. <laughs> That's right. You heard him, folks. It's art time. <laughs> okay, so this is a special readout for our artists. These are all artists who sent in their work from Gray Elementary School. Thank you all so much. And here we go. Catherine, who is eight. Natalie. Juan Pablo, who is seven. Juan, who is almost ten. Ali, who's nine. Emiliano. Yahin, who's nine. Luis, who's nine. Jaylene, who's nine. Rosalyn, who's nine. Yoselin, who's ten. Andy, who's nine. Malion, who's nine. Paloma, who's nine. Roberto, who's nine. Jasmine, who's nine. Natalie, who's nine. Isaac, who's nine. Kayla, who's nine. Lindsay, who's nine. Leslie, who's nine. Giovanna, who's nine. Lynette, who's ten. Magdalena, who's nine. Kimberly, who's nine. Jose, who's eight. Jeremy, who's seven. Yaretsi, who's eight. Joshua, who's seven. Emily, who's seven. Nicholas. Jaden. David, who's eight. Gabriel, who's seven. Adrian, who's eight. Julian, who's seven. William. Edgar. Daniel. Isabella, who's eight. Melissa, who's eight. Valeria, who's eight. Lisbeth, who's eight. Andrea, who's eight. Yareli, who's eight. Ivan, or Ivan, who's eight. Alexander, who's eight. Yandel, who's eight. Edwin, who's eight. Alexis, who's nine. Guadalupe, who's eight. Oscar, who's eight. Emily, who's eight. Monica, who's nine. Daniel, who's eight. Randy, who's eight. Jose, who's eight. Estrella, and Bianca, who is eight. Now, I should say some of you didn't put your age on there, so I'm sorry I didn't say that. And some of you didn't put your names on it. So if I miss your name, please tell your wonderful teacher, and she can relay to me who I missed. Thank you all. Needless to say, all of them are from Chicago. But a lot of them also put places where they were born, like in Mexico and Puerto Rico. And I really love seeing that all. Thank you all so, so much. And I owe a couple of belated shout-outs to Gino and Novak Miller for their awesome drawings, Phoebe, who's seven, from Houston, Elias, from Chicago, and Kaleo, who turned ten yesterday. Happy belated birthday, Kaleo and Amaya, who's six. Kaleo and Amaya are both from Kailua, Hawaii. And I also have to say thank you to eight-year-old Griffin, who lives in my house in Chicago. It's his first art submission for Bebop. Thank you for that, Griffin. Okay, that was great. All right, thanks to all of our great artists. And now what time is it? Art. That's right. You heard it here first. Jokes. 
So our first joke today is from our buddy Yasin. Hi, my name is Yasin, and I'm five years old from Georgia, and this is my joke. What did the rooster see in outer space? He saw the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much for that, Yasin. And our next joke is from our pal Henry. Hi, I'm Henry, and I'm from Seattle, and I'm six and a half years old, and I have a joke for you. It is, what do you call a one-headed rhinoceros? A rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Henry. And let's do one more, shall we? This one is from four-year-old Jax in Baltimore, Maryland. What do you do when you see a spaceman? I don't know. What? Park man. Park man. <laughs> <laughs> very, very clever, Jax. All right. Anything else you want to say to the audience, Griff? Don't forget Sound Club. Okay. Don't forget Sound Club. Oh, speaking of not forgetting Sound Club, I want to give a shout out to Milo, who is five today. Happy birthday, Milo, from Austin, Texas, who provided a sound for us. His sound is the one that when the objects appear in front of Finn, the sound that that makes, that's Milo. And then I want to thank Nabila, who is eight, who lives in Thailand, Keppel, who is seven in Kansas, and Owen, who is eight in Gainesville, Florida, who all provided the sounds for Vale to make in the game Make That Sound. So thank you, Milo, Nabila, Keppel, and Owen. All right, you want to say bye to everybody, Griff? Bye, bye, bye. All right, bye, everybody. Okay, thanks for coming back and having some more fun with us this week. And thanks to everyone who has sent in their art, their ideas, their jokes, their sounds. If you're still waiting to hear your joke or hear your name for the art that you sent in for Bebop, I promise you it is coming. Sound Club was well represented this week. Thank you so much to our Sound Club participants. Remember, we need you to solve this week's puzzle. If you think you know the question that Abigail has to ask those cute space bunnies, email earth at fincasping.com. Please send your solution to that email address. Do not post it on social media if you please, because it helps me keep track of all the detectives out there and keeps clues from slipping out into the ether. I also have to say a very special thanks to our friend Mark Greenberg, who you know by now made our intro and outro music, but he also made the music for the game show today, and I love it so much. So thank you to Mark, the nicest musician in all of the universe. The Alien Avengers of Fit Caspian is a Gen Z kids production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The theme music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, but we already gave him his due. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman, and for more information about the music, the art, everything about this show, check out the show notes. Thanks again for coming back and having more fun with us this week, and we will see you next week. Up a long dressmaker. That's actually pretty good.
Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history.